Welcome to the Gonzo Chronicles. I'm your host, Cyrus Alderwood, the official spokesman for Generation X. Stick around. It's going to get weird, as always. You know, this world is filled with amazing, mysterious architecture. Some of this architecture is built by man. Some is built by nature. But nonetheless, the mystery and wonder and the question of why and how comes up over and over and over. If you research the interesting, mysterious monuments of the world. One of these crazy monuments, well, crazy is a bad word for it, but one of the most interesting and weird monuments, I would say, is Easter Island. Think about it. You have giant 80-ton stone heads on a completely treeless island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean um, that was kind of really hard to stumble across. But its inhabitants originally arrived from Polynesia and those heads are called moai, and they were built from the stone quarries of the island, and uh, they're believed to represent tribal ancestors, um, and they were believed to have been moved by using techniques like tree logs, and but you know we're talking about a treeless island. How did the logs get there? Um, or maybe it was just treeless by the time the European explorers arrived. Who knows? But um, an interesting monument nonetheless. Another interesting place is the Nazca Lines in Peru. You know those lines where you have to fly overhead to actually see the shapes? Um, this is a place that UNESCO had actually designated as a World Heritage Site. UNESCO is a part of the United Nations uh, where they recognize historical uh, monuments and, and locations and designate that. Kind of like your state would do um, you know, uh, historical sites, homes, and so on and so forth. But you know, the Nazca lines are quite interesting. Um, you know, from overhead, you see animals like monkeys, sharks, or lizards. And the largest one spans over 200 meters. And they were created by removing red stones uh, of the origin of, the, of that region to reveal the white limestone underneath. Um, and it's really interesting to see that. That's actually one of the places I would love to fly overhead and see. Other monuments are the Great Pyramids. Um, the, the uh, um, what is it, the Palenque of uh, Mexico. That's just another one of the uh, wild monuments that, that you have to wonder how were built. Machu Picchu, the monuments of Machu Picchu, yet another place I would like to 
actually visit on my bucket list. This is in Peru. And there are other places out in the Mediterranean that you can visit um, that, are, that are strange locations. Uh, Karnak, France actually has uh, mysterious monuments there um, on the shores of the Gulf of uh, Morbihan in Brittany. Uh, that, that place is actually well known for its beaches, but not far away you can find these mysterious monuments in Karnak. And of course, uh, in Turkey, uh, Gebekli Tepe, those mysterious monuments there. People just have to look and wonder why and how these things are built. But you know, among, you know, among all those interesting sites, the most mysterious that sits at the very top of that list has to be Stonehenge. And Stonehenge, I've been a little bit interested in that lately because it's something I wanted to write about and research. So before I actually did the podcast, I haven't gotten too much into the research on this yet. But, you know, this, you know, Stonehenge is like the poster child for all these monuments and mysterious locations. And uh, I actually just tossed that question out. Um, Stonehenge, why? Why is it there? Um, why was Stonehenge built? And actually, I was uh, fortunate to hear back from several of you, actually. And uh, I, I did want to kind of read some of the, the uh, responses that actually came back through either text or email or, or voice messages. Um, one, uh, one of our listeners and, and friend here, Samantha Hudgens, says, I don't know why it was built, but the fact that it was built with such, a, with such heavy stones is amazing to me. And why have they never dug around the stones to see what's underneath? Like writing, are there objects uh, in the ground that would show who was around back then, uh, pottery or anything? If I could get in there, I'd have dug 50 feet around it and 10 feet down to find art artifacts. Well, yeah, that's that's a you know really good point. Um, I did want to I did do a little bit of reading here. Stonehenge actually goes back to 3000 BC before Christ, and. Uh, I did notice that uh, archaeologists in 2013, uh, a team of them led by Mark per Mike Parker Pearson, I'll say that three times, um, excavated more than 50,000 cremated bone fragments from 63 individuals buried at Stonehenge. These remains had originally been buried individually in the Aubrey Holes, exhumed during a previous excavation, conducted by William Hawley uh, in 1920. And it was considered unimportant by him. And um, physical and chemical analysis, according to what I'm reading here, of the remains has shown that the cremated were almost equally men and women and included some children, as there was evidence of the underlying chalk beneath the graves being crushed by substantial weight the team concluded that the first bluestones brought from Wales were probably used as grave markers. Radiocarbon dating of the remains has put the date of the site 500 years earlier than previously estimated to around 3000 BC. A 2018 study of the uh, was it strontium content of the bones, I'm sure I mispronounced that, found that many of the individuals buried there around the time of construction had probably come from near the source of the bluestone in Wales and had not extensively lived in the area of Stonehenge before death. 
Well, that's, that's really interesting, but it doesn't really answer the question of why. Um, now, so Stonehenge um, is in the Salisbury Plain of Wiltshire, England. That's about two miles west of a town called Amesbury. And um, it consists of an outer ring of stones, each around 13 feet. Uh, uh, yeah, about 13 feet high, 7 feet wide, and weighing around 25 tons. Uh, topped by connecting horizontal uh, lintel stones. Um, inside is a ring of smaller blue stones. And these are freestanding, uh, two bulkier vertical sarsens joined by one lintel. The whole monument uh, is uh, orientating towards the sunrise of the summer solstice. Uh, these stones are set within earthworks in the middle of the most dense complex of Neolithic and Bronze Age monuments in England, including several hundred burial mounds. So it could have been um, constructed to be a burial mound, but you got to wonder if it was, what, what kind of royalty or, or just people that they held in such high esteem would have required building a monument like that. Um, 25 tons is a, is, a, is a pretty heavy weight for a stone. And, you know, when you compare those to um, something like the Georgia Guide Stones, which we call the American Stonehenge. Uh, it's it's not as tall, but it's certainly much, much heavier. Um, so I wanted to kind of uh, you know, touch base about this particular one. And we actually heard from Sean, a listener in the show and a friend of mine, and his wife, Jessica, this is funny, said, according to the new Scooby-Doo, it is a time portal. I think human sacrifice. The Nephilim would have put their victims on top on the top flat stones. Well, you know, if you, you never know. I mean, it, it certainly it certainly reminds you of some of those uh, locations uh, where people had uh, um, had uh, a human sacrifice. And uh, you know, I'd ask a few other folks, and we hear from uh, Jason. Uh, he said, uh, when I asked why, uh, he said human sacrifice with an express lane to their deity. You know, he's kind of half joking, but, you know, again, hard to tell. Um, Rob Mahoney, actually, uh, he sent me a voice message on this. Rob, sweep the leg Mahoney. I said, um, and this probably, I don't know, this, this would be the practical joke of all time. Built just to drive future generations crazy, trying to figure out uh, why and how. <laughs> and I uh, just have people arguing about it for, you know, centuries. Hey, maybe that's what people have been doing ever since they discovered it, right? Uh, Cindy says, okay, I think Stonehenge was built so clans and tribes had a gathering spot where they had a neutral zone that was war-free. I think each stone represents a tribe. Here, everyone can meet and get news from different areas from the sea. Here they can trade their goods and find out the news. Well, that's a pretty darn good reason. I mean, that, that's interesting. Um, you know, especially if you're traveling inland to trade and you're representative of a tribe or a clan or a country. Wow, yeah, that, that, would, that makes pretty good sense. Um, actually, uh, Angela Robinette said, well, so it could be a form of ancient time travel. 
a portal, if you will, maybe the original Stargate. There are extinct giants that were here, and Stonehenge could possibly be like a worshiping altar dedicated to them. Let's talk druids, magical and mythical. A whole lot of naked dancing and sacrifices. The show Outlander has a large stone where time travel takes place. I've heard Outlander is a really good show. I've yet to watch that, um, but at some point, I'm definitely going to get around to watching that. Um, actually, uh, <laughs> I got a message from our friend Heidi Gad, and she uh, sent uh, a message, a uh, voice message. I would love to play these on here, but for some reason, when I hit play, the recording uh, on uh, Audacity doesn't pick up. I need to figure this out before I have a guest on again. But Heidi, and she was laughing the whole time she was saying this. Listen, she says, all right, listen, dude, think. Earth is a heavenly body. All things in the universe are heavenly bodies. What if Stonehenge was Earth's asshole? <laughs> okay. And she was laughing her butt off. Uh, Heidi, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, some people say it's New Jersey. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Speaking of New Jersey, here's one of our favorite guests of the show, Elizabeth Cooper, that people keep asking me about when she's coming on again. And if you get a chance, you can go to uh, her uh, Facebook page. And if you scroll through th some of her um, uh, previous recordings or on her YouTube page, you'll find our Murders and Mysteries show that she and I have done two or three episodes already. Uh, so go check those out. So Elizabeth actually sends me an email that uh, says, well, Let's see. We are a smaller planetary system with a larger planetary system of giants, and Stonehenge is building blocks that were never picked up. Spoken like a woman with a house full of kids. I'm telling you. She's got, she got some children around that house. Yep, building blocks. Could be. I did. I was talking to a friend of mine earlier, uh, and uh, she was telling me that, you know what, if you're walking around barefoot, um, cat litter... Is, is the new uh, uh, building blocks. Or what are those, those uh, Legos? Oh my gosh. Yeah, nothing like stepping on crap like that when you're barefoot. That hurts. Uh, Elizabeth also said capsules from an alien landing in mass quantities. And the aliens were eaten by dinosaurs. So the capsules petrified. Well, or they're actually entrances to an underground lair. Well... Some pretty good, uh, pretty good ideas that people have come up with. You know, um, I, I thank everybody, quite a few of you, for sending uh, those messages in and uh, and kind of tackling that question. But you know, Stonehenge again, crazy, crazy myths around that. Um, it sort of kind of like became a symbol of Great Britain when you think about it. And every tourist, anytime somebody goes over there, I'm sure that's one of the places they have on their list that they have to go to just to see. Um, actually, during the last quarter, I'm just checking out the weirdinterestingfacts.com. It needs to be said that during the last centuries, there have been considered a great deal of different assumptions regarding who and why had built Stonehenge. And here are some interesting myths and theories. And I found the same myths and theories on quite a few different pages. So I'm just going to skip around a little bit. And I'll link one of these up on my Facebook page. Uh, Stonehenge appeared due to the Druids that used it as a sacrificial temple for making their gory rituals. Uh, that fit a couple of people that emailed in. Uh, it was one of the first visions disproved 
uh, with the development of the science of science and technologies. It was shown to be true that the Celts bear no relation to the construction of Stonehenge because they came to the British Islands later than the construction had uh, been put together had been put together. Uh, here's another theory. Stonehenge was built as a solar and lunar calendar. And it was a sort of peculiar astro astronomical observatory of the Bronze Age. Though there are questions uh, arise then, why build such a labor-intensive calendar only for the observing of the sun and the, and the loon? Why not observe it by means of leaving the marks on any surfaces? You know what? Yeah. I mean, can't you just do a sundial? Um, Stonehenge illustrates the model of the solar system according to which the system consists of nine planets instead of 12. Uh, here's another one. As far as the site of Stonehenge, were found approximately, uh, in the site of Stonehenge, were found approximately 250 burials. Some scientists concluded that it was the largest Neolithic cemetery resting place for the elite of that time. That would maybe make some sense too. But uh, Samantha had a good point. Like If you could dig down to see the lower half of those stones, uh, you might have carvings or markings on there that have survived being weathered over the last 3,000 years. Um, as a matter of fact, I just saw, again, nerd alert here, I was watching a documentary on Curiosity Stream, and these archaeologists had uh, found this one location, this one stone, and of course it was just like a smoothed out stone from weather, but was when they dug down they dug down about maybe seven, eight feet, and they noticed, actually after they dug down probably about two feet, they started noticing carvings of people, animals. It's almost like the carvings were telling a story, but all that was underground, and uh, that, I guess that was preserved and not, not um, smoothed out by the weather. So perhaps Stonehenge is something like that. Of course, we'll never know because no one will ever dig it up. Um. Here's uh, here's another interesting theory. Stonehenge is a landing ground for the alien spaceships, an original radar indicating the direction owing to the very strong magnetic and energetic channels of the Earth having been concentrated there. In favor of this theory says the fact that the slabs of Stonehenge consist of quartz. This mineral is well known for its characteristic of emanation of the radio waves which makes the megaliths a real radio transmitter. And the magnetic anomalies, as well as the occurrences of UFOs with attributed to them uh, crop circles, are quite frequent phenomenons in the area of Stonehenge. Well, that's, that was new to me. I mean, I always thought about like some UFO connection, but I didn't know that crop circles were that close to Stonehenge. Well, that's kind of interesting. Um, I don't know. There's so many of them out there. So many different myths out there. Um, did you? Is there one that you particularly, particularly like or uh, or lean toward? Um, is it the UFO conspiracy? Is it uh, a burial ground for the elite of an age long past? If we thought the Dark Ages were uh, had very little information, you can just imagine three thousand years before Christ. Um, apparently, when the Romans were there. Uh, uh, the uh, monument was there. It was erected. And think about this. The Romans destroyed everything. I mean, they, they just destroyed buildings, architecture, everything. 
But for whatever reason, Stonehenge apparently uh, really caught an, uh, a lot of respect from the Romans at the time. By the time the arrive, uh, the Romans, I guess, got on onto the island, Stonehenge had probably been abandoned for over a thousand years, and maybe they were superstitious uh, of the presence of it. Um, Roman coins were actually found within the circle left by Roman soldiers that were stationed nearby, and you got to wonder why they would leave coins just throwing them away. I mean, it's kind of like us throwing, you know, pennies and quarters on a wishing well. Um, Perhaps maybe it was a peace offering of what they thought might have been the spirits that built it or, or whatever built it to leave them alone. Uh, the fact that the Romans didn't destroy it really showed that they had a lot of esteem for it. Uh, this, I know that the sun and the summer solstice aligns with the stones, which is really, really interesting. So whoever built it obviously had uh, that as one of the purposes in mind. Um, but, I, you know, all in all, do we really know the primary purpose? And it took, apparently, according to archaeologists, now, whether this is true or not, I mean, we may learn later on that it's not, but according to the experts, it took 1,500 years to construct it. Uh, and that the stones came from a good distance away in Wales. So you had to move those things. And um, that could not have been transported. Like, How would human strength push this, you know? Um, I, it just, it's... It's mind-boggling. So, but Stonehenge, you know, it's still a pagan gathering place. People gather there every year for the summer solstice. Modern-day Druids uh, and Neo-Druids come to worship uh, their ancestors and just kind of revel in the, what they report as the healing powers of Stonehenge. So what do you think? Does Stonehenge actually have healing power? Is it a portal? What the heck is it and what's the purpose? Any interesting theories, even if you're joking around and making them up, fire them my way. I'd love to share them. Hey, thanks to, let me get their names here again. Angela, Sean, Cindy, Elizabeth, Jason, Samantha, Rob, Sweep the Leg, and Heidi. But I got to tell you, you know, um, it's uh, it's certainly a, an interesting, interesting topic. But I will have to say that the idea of the day goes to my friend Cherie. Um, I asked her about Stonehenge. I didn't think she really gave shit. <laughs> it was an interesting topic. Uh, but she did say, despite all that, that she really felt in her heart of hearts that tennis would be a lot cooler if it was a full contact sport. On that, I think we could all agree. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in to the Gonzo Chronicles. I'll be back soon. Uh, be out of town for a couple of days, but I'll be back soon with a new episode. We're going to be talking 13 Fanboy, uh, and I've uh, been uh, emailing back and forth with the uh, creator of that and uh, an alumni from the Friday the 13th series, uh, the franchise. So uh, we'll have a couple of other guests that we're planning. So stay tuned. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, be sure to hit the subscribe button uh, to this podcast. You can listen to it on Podbean. Or you can listen to it on iTunes, Spotify. I will post these up on our, our uh, Facebook page. Um, just search the Gonzo Chronicles. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. I certainly appreciate it. You make the show, and uh, I love doing this. You guys have a great week, and I'll see you on down the road.